0: You're listening to Tiny Home Tours, a podcast that celebrates all things tiny living. We're your hosts, Allison, Chris, and Loren. Join us as we sit down with nomads and tiny home dwellers to discover why they went tiny, the lessons they've learned, and inspire you to take the leap. Hey y'all, Loren from Tiny Home Tours here. Today's podcast is an audio recording of a video that Chris made earlier this summer which discusses the pros and cons of living and traveling in a mini-schoolie versus his 40-foot school bus. Hope you enjoy.
1: Hey everybody, Chris here from Chris Travels. It's been a very long time since I did a specific video on YouTube. So As you can see behind me, I am currently living in a five-window bus. This is Zep 6. Being that I'll be heading back to Indiana for morel mushroom hunting, hanging out with family, going to a couple conferences, I ended up leaving my 40-foot bus, Zep 2, in Wichita to get some work done on it, and I'll just be bouncing around in this bus basically for two months. It's just a lot easier not having a 40-foot bus with a tow car, trying to find places to park it. One time I drove it back to my aunt's house, parked it in the backyard. The next day, the neighborhood called the mayor's office saying that I was living in the bus in the back and I was actually living in the house or I was staying in the house at the time. So just to mitigate all that, just have an easier rig to park, move around in, I decided to take this rig back to the Midwest with me. Overall, I wanted to do this video because it is a compare and contrast between my 40 foot raised roof bus with the tow car and this five window mini bus because i know a lot of people out there are considering either a mini bus or a camper van or a large schoolie and just from my experience i'd like to share what i've learned so number one i have learned that i am not going back to a smaller rig if i can help it anyways who knows what will happen you never know what will happen but overall i really do enjoy having the larger rig this is nice being able to park in people's backyards or out front and not necessarily draw too much attention. But I do like the larger rig. I don't think I'm going to downsize. And the reason why I mention all that is I do know some people will get a larger rig and they might not like it. They might not like the fact that they can't just pull up to any parking lot. They might not like the fact that it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb when you have a larger school bus. For me personally, I don't think I'll ever downsize again. I like the 40 foot school bus. With all that said, it is nice being able to be a lot more flexible with my parking. As I record this video, I'm actually sitting in a backyard on the way from Wichita to Wisconsin, being able to pull over in any restaurant parking lot, being able to get into any small space and just zoom around town without having a 40 foot rig with a tow car. That has been nice. You know, Again, kind of the beginning of this video, I mentioned some people might downsize because of that. While it is nice, it's not necessarily a deal breaker for me to give up the space and the size of a 40-foot bus. So the third thing that I've learned is having a smaller rig, it's a lot easier to find parts and diagnose the issues. So before I left Arizona this winter, a lot of you may know, I always go by AAA bus in Phoenix and have Tony and his crew look over the bus. My thought process with that is preventative maintenance. I basically tell the guys there, if you see anything that might break in the next four or five years, just go ahead and replace it now. The reason for that is if you have a breakdown, especially the 40 foot bus, you need to have it towed somewhere. It's very expensive to have it towed and you're kind of at the mercy of the shops in the location that you broke down. And most likely, The shops that have the best reviews, that have the best work, they're going to be booked out for a long time. So you could find yourself in a very tricky situation. So leaving Phoenix this spring, I spent about $5,000 on preventative maintenance and I had a small issue. I got it resolved, but it required me parking the bus at a truck stop and having about a 45 minute round trip Uh, to find parts to throw parts at the issue try and solve it luckily i got on the phone with tony he's able to direct me as a very simple fix but it took three or four times going back from the parts store and test driving the bus just trying to figure out if the bus was indeed fixed it was a long process took a whole day and a half to get it done and actually comfortable to be ready to travel again and then by the time i did get it done it was getting a little bit late i didn't want to drive at night because i was already getting sleepy it's just a big ordeal However, with this five window bus, the check engine light came on and it was as simple as pulling into an O'Reilly's Auto Parts. They scanned the bus, they had all the parts right there. Being that I was able to park in the parking lot, not only did I have the parts immediately available to me, I was able to work on it in the parking lot. And the issue with this, it just happened to be an O2 sensor uh, and the light ended up going off on itself. Like it turned off on itself. So, that was a massive difference overall. Like when you're having issues with a bigger bus, it's more of a process. It's harder to find parts. You got to find a place to park it. And then I was lucky enough to have a tow car to bounce back and forth. Not everybody has a tow car with a bigger bus. I, can't, I don't know what I would have done if the actual bus was broken down and I didn't have a tow car to go and grab parts. Where with this, I was able to maneuver around go to a place, get it scanned, everything's good to go. So the fourth thing that I learned is not having a shower is really not that big of a deal. I am one of those people that likes to shower every day. I know there's tons of people out on the road that don't shower every day, but for me, it's very important. I think I still have some PTSD from traveling around in my first van and not showering for weeks at a time and just being super sticky and gross trying to sleep. like. Just, I did not enjoy that at all. Uh, so every rig I've had since has had a shower. Now that things have changed, as well as my knowledge on the road, like for example, stopping at truck stops, uh, gym memberships, stopping by friend's house, this has not been a big deal for me, not having a shower in this rig. Granted, it has been a little bit more expensive. I think showers are now $15 at truck stops. But you can get their, you know, their loyalty cards, and if you fill up there all the time, your points accrue, then you're able to get free showers. Uh, so there are workarounds, but just the availability of gyms, uh, the availability of truck stop showers, it has not been an issue for me not having a shower in this camper. The fifth thing that I learned, gas mileage isn't that much different. And it's kind of hard to believe, but my... 40 foot school bus with a tow car has a Cummins 8.3 Allison 3060 transmission. It gets anywhere from seven to eight miles to the gallon average. Where with this minibus with a Chevy 6.0 gas engine, it gets anywhere from 10 to 11 miles to the gallon. And when you compare the weight, the space available for that little bit of a difference in miles per gallon, it's honestly not that much different and if i had to choose one i'd obviously you know be burning seven to eight miles to the gallon for that much space that much utility just that much living capacity and with this little guy it's not a massive miles per gallon difference and the sixth and final major difference that i've noticed living and traveling in this mini camper versus zep2 my 40-foot school bus is i actually really enjoy the extra space so My very first van Joplin that I got back in 2009 was a similar setup to where essentially you just have one room as your entire living area. Since then, I've always been able to, like for example, a ZEP one, separate the bedroom from the living area. Granted, it was still a small space, but even that little curtain, just having that dichotomy of space, um, I've always had different areas that you could hang out in the rig where with this, this area here is the kitchen, it's the bathroom, it's the living area, it's also where you sleep. I have noticed that I definitely enjoy having the separate spaces living back in this rig. I've noticed that this particular setup gets me outside more. Like, it seems like it seems like this is just straight utility. Like, you get what you need done in here, you're able to charge your gear, you're able to hang out, work on the laptop if it's nasty outside. You're able to cook your food, you're able to use the bathroom, you're able to sleep. It's more of a way to get you from spot to spot, be able to bounce around from spot to spot. And over the years, you know, in the class A that I had, it was the first time that I boondocked, the first time that I was able to gather a bunch of material, you know, whether it be food, water, um, gear for whatever I was doing out there, and it really changed my perspective of staying in one spot longer and now that that's my preferred way to travel and explore the area having the the different areas like the couch area the work area uh, the kitchen itself having a bedroom having a closed off bathroom uh, that has just enhanced my living capacity it's made me much more happy on the road having that And I'm not saying one way is better than the other, but for me personally, and especially coming back to this rig, it's made me appreciate having the dichotomy of space, like having three different work areas where I work on my laptop all the time, Um, having the couch there. So when at the end of the day, after I've been working all day or exploring all day, I can come back, turn the iMac on, watch Netflix, watch Funimation, like just be able to chill and relax Uh, be able to have a separate bedroom space to where at the end of the night, if I just want to sit down, listen to music, read a book, like just be able to move around in that space has been way more important than I ever realized it would be. And I'm super glad that I designed ZEP2 the way I did with the different living spaces, because that's actually paid off in a big way. So as I was transitioning into this rig, as I was thinking about this video, I was considering to myself if I've just become spoiled over the years, getting larger and larger rigs, but what I think it really is, what I think it really boils down to is your rig is a reflection of how you use it as a tool. I recently did a podcast with Lisa from Vacay Vans, and we have a very similar mindset when it comes to this. Our rigs are not a direct reflection of our personalities, a reflection of how we use that rig as a tool to allow us to live the life of freedom we want to live. And as I said before, living off the grid, being in one spot for a long time, especially now that I have a tow car, having a rig that is essentially a mobile condo on wheels, like a true mobile tiny home on wheels, that allows you to live comfortably allow you to work allow you to relax allow you to you know have a kitchen bathroom shower just have everything in one condensed unit that allows you to travel that is the reflection of zep2 for me where this rig you know if i tried to do the same thing i don't know if i would enjoy the road as much just having this one room setup, however you know when I first got on the road, I was just running and gunning, just bouncing around non-stop. The most I stayed in one spot was like two days. This rig would be perfect for that. But it, you know, as I've matured on the road, as I have, you know, kind of slid into what I want the road to do for me and how I want to live on the road, having this having the ZEP2 set up, having the space has definitely paid off. So I hope this video has helped you in some way. If you're considering a minibus or a camper van or a 40 foot school bus or a medium sized school bus, uh, for me, it's all about how that rig is gonna reflect in the way that will help you live a life of freedom. So, thanks for watching and we'll catch you soon
0: today's episode is brought to you by the tiny home tours coloring book meet 20 real-life nomads and alternative space dwellers and color images of the interior and exterior of their homes plus passion pages filled with their favorite things the tiny home tours coloring book can be purchased at tinyhometours.com backslash coloring dash book or at the link provided in the show notes Free shipping to the continental United States on all orders over $17.99. This episode has been a Tiny Home Tours production. If you're a fan, please rate and review us wherever you listen, share with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.